This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the fourth Sunday of Advent. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord, your God. Let it be as deep as the netherworld, or as high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not, I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. Let the Lord enter, he is king of glory. Let the Lord enter, he is king of glory. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and all those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Let the Lord enter, he is king of glory. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. Let the Lord enter, he is king of glory. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter, he is king of glory. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised previously through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel about his son, descended from David according to the flesh, but established as son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness, through resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we have received the grace of apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name, among all the Gentiles, among whom are you also, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all the beloved of God in Rome, called to be holy. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. 
for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke, he had did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, fourth Sunday of Advent already. Oh, Carla, I'm ready. May I say it? May I say <laughs> it? You ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> really still, ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. We have, you mean the, the, the MC word? No, we have, another, we have another week. <laughs> I can't say week. Merry Christmas yet. <laughs> Not yet. It's been Christmas in Home Depot since October. I know. It's, and it, it can be really disheartening because it seems like the whole world around us is just like going ahead and we're still, we're still preparing. We're almost at the okay. end of Christmas, secularly, the, but we're not in Christmas season. The best preparation gets the best celebration, okay. <laughs> so hang on there. <laughs> I will not say that uh, next week. Next, next week, week, you'll let me do that. Okay, excellent. Very good. Well, it is not the Christmas season yet. Here we are, as you mentioned, in Advent. Uh, I will say that our Jewish brothers and sisters, it is the season of Hanukkah for them this day. Uh, that actually is the Festival of Lights. Uh, it remembers the rededication of the temple after it was defiled by the Greeks. Um, There was also a miracle where they only had enough oil for one day uh, in the temple, but by a miracle, it lasted eight days. And they had that light for eight days. And I want to make sure that people don't have the misconception that Hanukkah is a, uh, you know, just a Jewish version of Christmas. It is not. But I will say with this festival of lights, it's a wonderful way to point us to the true light, Christ, who very soon we will celebrate in the Christmas season in one more week. That's the true light of our lives, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you got it. All right. (laughs) Well, in our readings today, we're going to hear about a king. His name was King Ahaz and how he rejected God's messenger because his heart was so corrupted by wickedness. And we're also going to hear about St. Joseph and how he humbly and obediently does what God's messenger tells him to do, which is a stark contrast to King Ahaz. Oh, man. King Ahaz. Boy, he was a piece of work. So a little bit of background on him. He was a king who who devoted himself to pagan worship. Uh, He sought the aid of every powerless religion he knew. He even sacrificed his own sons as Mm -hmm. part of these religious worships. So this this was not a a good guy here. He was not well-grounded. Judah was invaded by the combined armies of Israel and Syria. uh, And then the Lord spoke through the prophet Isaiah. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, And Isaiah was promising that the attack would not be successful. uh, And with a couple years, both of his enemies' lands would be laid waste. And yet... Ahad would not trust the Lord. He plundered the Lord's temple and his own palace to send a payment to the king of Assyria to rescue him. Well, you know, Assyria captured Damascus, leveled everything, killed Syria's king. Ahaz was rescued, but at a great cost. And of course, you know, other bad things happened. (laughs) And, And really in recognition of Ahaz's terrible leadership and the great cost to Israel, he was buried in a commoner's grave. So he was not one who followed the Lord at all. Things did not oh end well my for gosh. that man. So that's no. a little background. So, you know, you can see the Lord's frustration probably in through the prophet Isaiah here as we get to it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, Kevin, we like to use noble sounding excuses, like which like King Ahaz did. You know, he was just using excuses. He didn't he didn't want to choose because he didn't want anything to do with God. Um, and, and we do that. You know, we want to use excuses to get out of doing something that we really don't want to do. Or even worse, we use excuses. Excuses to justify sinful actions. Today, 
Abortion is a prime example. It's a blatant lie to pretend that abortion is women's health care or to classify doctor-assisted suicide as compassionate care. Both are murder. There's no way around it. Our nation's in trouble, and we have wicked leaders who, just like King Ahaz, have turned their backs on God in their pursuit of wickedness. Well, that's really why we need Jesus Christ, not only personally, but in our society. We need to bring Christ back in our lives. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to hear about that in our second reading here. We have a letter from St. Paul. Oh, man, what a letter. Holy cow. So if you, when you go to Mass today, you're going to notice there's only uh, three periods in this reading, which is, again, uh, Paul was trying to bring the message of Christ to the first uh, Christians, in, you know, the, Rome, the Roman Christians. Only three sentences, and yet listen to what... Paul says to the Romans in these three sentences. First off, he says he is an apostle, that he was chosen to preach the gospel, which was announced by the prophets and recorded in scripture that the gospel concerns Jesus, who is a descendant of David, who is established as the son of God by being raised from the dead and who appointed Paul specifically to be an apostle to the Gentiles, which includes all of us, all while saying hello. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> that's all, it's that's like, how he ends it, right? He says, grace to you and peace. <laughs> it's like a resume, right? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting because he is humble, yes. but he does establish his credibility up front, doesn't and he? And let's look back and, and for the reason why. Remember what St. Paul, what he was doing not too many years before all this. I mean, he was a persecutor of Christians, right? Exactly. Before so, that road to Damascus, uh-huh. right? He was a zealous Jew. Yes. So. And he was persecuting the Christians and then, of course, had that faithful road to Damascus. The, the fish scales dropped from his eyes and he saw the true meaning of Jesus Christ and, and then became that apostle of Gentiles. So yeah, it's an amazing sort of reading. And also part of this, you know, St. Paul also, he touches on um, that, you know, the, the truth of the power of the Holy Spirit and how Jesus took on flesh and he also rose from the dead. He touches on those truths in this opening introduction also. You know, the incarnation, Jesus taking on flesh and the resurrection, those are two fundamental truths upon which Christianity is built. These are mysteries of the faith in that we will never fully understand exactly how all the details work, but it was something that we accept and it's through the power of God. Yeah, it really is. And and let's just maybe elaborate on something here when we're talking about being in Advent and not in Christmas season yet. The son of God in power. Remember, the son of God in power is that little babe, which is our king and our God. This is what we're going to celebrate in a week and how beautiful that is. And it brings about the obedience of faith, that obedience is to listen to, that filial fear. Remember, when we talk about the fear of God, we mean when we say filial fear is the desire not to disappoint those who we are trying to to live up to the expectations. So that filial fear that we welcome Christ as that babe in the manger, and we have that belief that he is God the Son, and we don't want to disappoint him. We want to make him proud of us, that we may eventually say or come to the pearly gates, and they'll say, you know, Kevin and Carla or whoever's listening out, well done, my good and faithful servant. How beautiful that is. Yeah, yeah that's what we're going to be getting ready to celebrate, but not yet. Not yet. We're still in that season of quiet Advent. <laughs> exactly. Well, in the gospel here, um, it's a beautiful uh, story about uh, Joseph in the beginning, and really it touches on this traditional Jewish marriage and how that marriage had two stages. There was a betrothal in which a marriage took place, but then the second stage after the uh, betrothal was actually living in the same household. And actually those two things could be separated by up to about a year. Right. 
So you have here when his Mary, when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. So that's when they were married, but yet not living together. The first part of the marriage the in, in the Jewish ceremony, right? And then later the angel says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Right. And that was that second part. Exactly. So beautiful. I think it's good to really understand it gives a lot of more meaning, it's I think, to understand And that's that. important because we don't have that same ceremony no, today. That's right. So that part is oftentimes missed. And people think that, oh, Mary was just a single mom. And she exactly. wasn't. They were married. They were married under Jewish law. Yeah, they exactly, were legally yeah. married. And then they, they just weren't yet living together. Yeah, it's so just foreign to us today. That's an important point to make. Yeah. yeah. We know also, I'm going to go back to the first reading. So in the first reading, we hear about King Ahaz. And he was facing a crisis. His nation was under threat from a foreign power, and rather than turn away from his wicked ways and go back to the one true God, he decided that he would take refuge with foreign nations who worship pagan gods and continue with his pagan worship. Now, in this gospel reading, we're going to hear about another man. We hear about Joseph, who was also facing a crisis. His new wife, which we just established, and he was not yet living together with her, she was pregnant, having conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph could have simply ignored the message of the angel, and he'd gone ahead with his plans to quietly divorce Mary. But he didn't, even though the role that he was stepping into would have been humanly impossible to navigate unless he was able to completely surrender his faith and his trust, unfaltering dependence to God. And unlike King Ahaz, Joseph's heart was pure and true to God, and he willingly and lovingly accepted the role that God gave him to become the protector to the Son of God and the Mother of God for the remainder of his life. And life wasn't easy for Joseph. Not long after Jesus was born, he had to take his family and flee to Egypt. And this meant he had to start a new life. He had to learn how to navigate in a land with a foreign language and customs. He had to acquire permanent housing and establish a new livelihood. St. Joseph provides an example of purity, humility, love, courage, and obedience that we can look at as a model for our own lives and as an intercessor for someone to call upon when we are facing seemingly impossible circumstances. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.